Well, you can see what what will happen if we lose our individual liberty. What will happen? And you will be a prisoner of the state, even if you're sitting in your home. Yep. Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. All right, man. So we're back again. Back again. And uh, we're going to change. We're, well, we have already changed. Originally, this was going to be news hour. Yes. But you and I are just naturally kind of going deeper than just hitting a bunch of headlines and whatever. And so we decided to change the name. And we changed it to something called Logos Life. Because Logos is the Greek word in the Bible for word. And, you know, like in the beginning was the word. And it's yep. in the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was with God. And, um, and really kind of the meaning of Logos Life is, you know, well, there's just common saying nowadays like salt life, lake life, yep. you know, mountain life. And this is like word life. Because that's kind of what we're really doing is applying the word to life. Yeah, uh, you know, putting the word in the context of life. Now, I'm personally very excited about this podcast we're oh, about I to do, too. and it's I'm probably going to be two parts, maybe three parts, maybe yep. even four parts. Um, and I hope you know people will watch all four parts or listen to all four parts. And also, by the way, our podcast is already a success in my mind because uh, yeah. we, yeah, it's yeah. going up to Spotify and iTunes and just a whole bunch of other audio places and then of course we're putting the videos up but we had somebody from Pakistan listen we had yeah. somebody from Alaska listen and now I, th- I uh, she was looking at this morning there's other countries even popping up in there which is so encouraging to me yeah you know so we're excited about it uh hope that it'll be a good one let me show this right here today we're going to be covering this article right here you can pause it look at it if you want to see the websites on top there or whatever but he's about to read this and then we're going to just unpack this if it takes hours yeah so hammer down, man. All Tell right. us what it's about. So let me uh, throw out the credit there. This was actually only wrote like at the beginning of this week. I got this pretty this fresh. fresh. Okay, this is good. really fresh. So um, it's by Jonathan Brentner. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And I looked him up. He's He's a Christian man who... He, he, he's been looking into this stuff for quite a while. And uh, you said yourself, you've been actually keeping your eye on a lot of this stuff. Yes, I have. For yeah, quite a while. For quite a while. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, I hope you guys stick around for every part, however many parts it is, because it will open your eyes. What's the title of the article? First of all, kind of set a context. It is called Deadly Delusions, Five Lies the Globalists Want You to Believe. Yeah, so I like the title. (laughs) Well, that's what caught my eye, because a lot of times I won't open up every article. I'll look and see if the title catches my eye. And then if I'm like, well, let me see, and I'll open up something that maybe didn't to see if it's, I don't want to say worthy, but for something for us to really break down. Yeah. This, I know that we can really break down. Right, And, and we're not saying... This is not like an endorsement of every single word and every idea that he no. spells out there. But however, he does a pretty good job, and we're going to kind of use this as a template and a launching pad to go from there and talk about these five lies that they. Yes, yes right. Yes. Okay, so you read the article to us if you don't. All mind. right, so let's get started. It says the books of Daniel and Re- and Revelation tell us that in the years prior to the second coming. A vicious and exceedingly evil world empire will emerge and briefly rule over the nation. The Apostle Paul describes its leader as the man of lawlessness 
who will defile a Jewish temple in Jerusalem before Jesus destroys him at his return to earth. And then if you guys want to look it up, uh, it's got a verse, Second Thessalonians 2, 3 through 10. Um, and it pretty much everything I just read in the Bible, it tells you, you know, to watch out, how to watch out for these things, what these things are going to mm-hmm. be. What what he's referencing to and what Thessalonians there, that second Thessalonians chapter three, that's, um, where it says that this guy would, uh, you know, exalt himself above God, above all that is even called God at his worship and setting himself up in the temple of God, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so that's what he's referencing. And, uh, it, it's quoting Daniel, actually. Yes. Uh, Daniel chapter 11 or 12, the, the same, almost verbatim. And it's what Jesus had said when, in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, when they asked him, what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the world? He had said when, when um, the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stands in the holy place. And then he said, whoso readeth, let him understand. So Jesus actually said this thing that's in Daniel, when you see that, Flee, you know, uh, and then yeah. and then Paul right quotes it there in Thessalonians. So uh, anyway, carry yeah, on. definitely. All right. So do we see evidence today of Satan's minions preparing the way for the Antichrist to enslave humanity? Absolutely. It's like a bear coming out of hibernation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna we're you're gonna read through, and then we're gonna go back yeah. and start from the top and go point by point here. I, but yeah, if you want to go ahead and yeah, just was, read through, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read each delusion. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and break and it down. And then we'll right start there. back at the beginning and look at the very first one and go through it. So the the beast kingdom is gaining strength through the world, just as Scripture said would happen in the last days. For over a century, the globalists have been putting the pieces in place for the coming new world order. Now it's coming to fruition. A majority of people do not want the Luciferian agenda of the elite power brokers of our day, but that doesn't matter. They will impose their will on the unsuspecting slowly but surely. So, delusion one. (coughs) Excuse me. The globalists desire a worldwide democracy. We're going to, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to hold back right now from, uh, you know, commenting on that. Cause I, I was thinking you might, maybe, I don't know, we can go point. Yeah. How about you read just the five delusion, like the titles of them. Okay. And then we'll start and then, I don't, you know, we'll start. That's fine. We do this. I mean, we could do it. So, okay. I've read delusion. So, all right, one. so uh, delusion one, the globalists desire a worldwide democracy. Uh, and what it means okay let's not unpack it okay read read delusion two if you don't mind okay delusion number two digital currencies will advantageous will be advantageous. will be anva- advantageous yeah. so digital currencies will be advantageous delusion three vaccine passports will only store medical information delusion four Delusion four, the pandemic treaty will be beneficial in stopping pandemics. (laughs) And delusion five, defeating Russia in in Ukraine will lead to peace. 
Yeah, these are so good. I, let's start back at Delusion One. I didn't. I, I don't want to mess you up on the plan here. But now, if you want to actually read what he says about Delusion One, and then we'll unpack Delusion One. So it's there and there. Yeah. So, uh, I hope I'm saying this guy's last name right. It's Peter Koenig. Koenig, Koenig a geopolitical analyst and a former senior economic economist (laughs) economist economist (laughs) i've been doing this all day people yeah yeah i'm gonna fumble my words at the world bank and the world health organization who wrote the following about the january 2023 world economic forum meeting in that's Davos? Davos. Davos. Davos, Switzerland. Uh, criticism and even ridicule of the WEF's uh, dictor- dict. <laughs> I knew I was going to do this. <laughs> Dictatorial. Dictator- you want me to read it? I don't Dictatorial care. <laughs> and dystopian approach of the world's problems has reached in 2023 a new pinnacle. Through the words, democracy and freedom are always in the forefront. They are hardly applied. They are merely the deed of nonstop propaganda for something that isn't. And as Goebbels, Hitler's propaganda minister, said already almost 80 years ago, if a lie is often repeated enough, repeated enough, it becomes the truth. Yeah. In the minds of the public. Yes. 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 This false truth has brainwashed almost every Western citizen. We are being gradually enslaved while still believing we are living in a democracy. The WEF is part of the steady flow of propaganda, but also a master tyrant in the person of Klaus Schwab, and his Israeli top advisors, you useless eaters. That's what he calls them. Right. That's what he calls us. Useless yes. eaters. Yes. yes. And he actually said, let them eat bugs. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. The elite of our day tell us their true aim is democracy and freedom. However, their true intent is a totalitarian Marxist one world government. A video appeared on the WEF website that I watched many times in the past. It pictured a happy young man as a voice told us that in the future you will own nothing and be happy. That's the true objective of the globalist and its ring of servitude, not freedom. Mm-hmm. So what's your, uh, I know you're ready. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the okay, so the title of this, the guy titled this delusion, The Globalist Desire, well, The Globalists Desire a Worldwide Democracy. And then he begins unpacking why does he say it that way. Because what he's not saying is he's not saying it's a delusion that that's what they desire. The point is the democracy is the word he focuses on. It's not a worldwide democracy they desire. It's worldwide Marxism, mm-hmm. totalitarianism, yep. communism, whatever. That that's actually what they desire. And the they're promoting this 
agenda in the name of peace and security and freedom and things like that. And now, regardless, this guy said some really, he brought in a couple of things that we will need to unpack. The World Health Organization, yes. in other words, the WHO, and the World Economic Forum, the WEF, which is headed up by Klaus Schwab. But the the here's the thing that I want to bring to light about this, and then I want to hear what you want to bring to light about this, is one thing we cannot miss is there is actually a spiritual force, a spiritual motive underlying this move right here. I actually talked about this today at church. And um, this he, he says for the last couple hundred years or whatever, but in reality, this push, this agenda has been going on for thousands of years. And God intervenes in different times in space and history and kind of breaks this down, puts the brakes on it, slows it down, even all the way back if we think about it. If you'll give me just a minute, I don't want to take up too much time. But if we do think about all the way back to the what was called the Tower in the City of Babel, which is actually the same exact Hebrew word as Babylon, the same thing was there. The same thing. They was building this tower for their peace and safety in their mind because they said let us do this lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth in other words this is for the ultimate good of man let's be united in one language and one voice and one rule and one government one democracy let's come together for the sake of peace in the nations for the sake of this for the sake of that or whatever and of course god put the brakes on it by confounding the language but this this underlying spiritual thing is in the heart of man and ultimately something that he doesn't get into because it's extremely unpopular but really underneath it all is is a satanic thing people think of a satanic thing as always being some kind of outwardly obviously morally disgusting thing but that's not the case satan also well what does ephesians chapter 6 say it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places the rulers of the darkness of this world and all of that and so underneath this is a, a spiritual issue happening here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And when they talk about this new global government, this global democracy, this new world order it used to be called, now they call it globalism, what they really mean is a new Bible, a new united world, one voice, one language, one economy, one rule, one ruler, and ultimately it's bringing the world into complete opposition to God under the leader which we call Antichrist. And that's what he's hitting on. Before I go a whole lot further, I want to hear kind of what was your thoughts about that first point. What have you seen unfolding in the world you live in that says, hey, he's telling the truth? Well, I mean, if you just look or even watch, pay attention to articles or the news, a lot of this stuff is already being reported. I mean, they're not, they're reporting it in the the good way, which they want us to look at it. Right. I wouldn't call it the they're good way. They're trying to sell it. To they're us. trying to sell it to us like that. And so it's not the good way. What I mean is, yeah, like you said, sell it to us. And but it's happening right. I mean, it says it right here. It's it's happening right before our very right eyes. before our very eyes. So here, here's one way in which it, this this global agenda which they're calling democracy. But here's here's what we're getting at right now. The fact that it is a global p- 
push. That's not a that's not a conspiracy. No. That's open. Yes. The the illusion is just how they're selling it. Selling it as a democracy. Selling it as we're trying we're trying to bring peace among nations. Selling it as we're going to put an end to war. Selling it as we have to protect and preserve the planet and the resources and you know all this kind of stuff. And so the the lie is in a sense of that it's going to be a democracy, but the obvious truth is that there's a push for globalism, right? Right. Well, everything we're going to be covering, you can look up. You can find it yourselves. Just look them up. The the but the the key is is the way they're trying to sell it to us is not not the way the Bible's telling oh, us no, that it really is. Not. You know, right, they they yeah. don't want to tell you what their actual truth is, or no one will ever buy it. Yeah. Yes. And I even think in some minds of some of these leaders, perhaps not Klaus Schwab, I think he kind of knows he's evil, but I think in some of the minds of these people doing this, they really do think they're doing a good work. Yeah. Like they really do think their policy is going to save people, going to protect people, going to bring peace to earth or whatever. I think that they probably think that inside that they're doing a good thing, but they only think that. Because they're deceived. Yeah. That is what deception is. Deception means believing a lie. That is what yeah. it means. So I think they believe some of them, not all of them, but they probably believe in their heart they're pushing for a good thing. But what the Bible reveals to us is that they only believe that because the heart is already corrupted. And what they're actually pushing for is Satan's ultimate agenda. I mean, Satan's ultimate agenda from Babel and its tower and its city to Babylon during the days of Nebuchadnezzar, his ultimate agenda is actually to consolidate all the power of the world and then usurp it and to rule it. And when we read of this thing here on this document that we call globalism, when we read that in Revelation, it's not called globalism, it's called the beast. But the beast is practicing globalism. The beast, the agenda of the beast is globalism. In fact, the concept of the United Nations before there was a United Nations was already there in the word of God 2,000 years ago when it says, and these kings have one mind and they give their power to the beast. So it's, it's a United Nations thing. Now that I've brought that up, does he mention does he mention the United Nations in here somewhere? In another, somewhere else in the... Somewhere else in the article. In, in the article, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to dominate conversation here. Right. But the United Nations. This was something that was interesting. Man, you can give me your comments on it. I remember being young, and my grandfather teaching and saying, you know, different things out of the Book of Revelation, and he would always say, "One world government." That's the way he worded it. I didn't understand how exactly what that meant back then. Yeah, And as I got older and began to study it for myself, I still had a hard time kind of visualizing that. I always visualized it as all of the countries of the world would be, would come together into one country now. And there wouldn't be 192 countries. There would be one country. That's the way I visualized it. But that's not actually the case, mm-hmm. is it? If all of the nations of the world decide to come under an umbrella thing that we call the United Nations, that is one world government. That actually is what it is. We've seen this happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that he mentions the WHO, the World Health Organization. They are a branch of that one world government. We've seen this happen with COVID. Yes, we did. Because the WHO would give these recommendations or whatever, and all the nations would follow it. 
You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it be the mask or the vaccines or whatever. The World Health Organization will put this out. This is what we have to do for public health. This is what we have to do for public safety or whatever. And all of these member nations of this United Nations would implement that rule. And so it was, in a sense, for at least a two-year period, the World Health Organization was standing in place of being the one world government. They was making rules. And, and you know, they may say oh, it was a recommendation. But when all of yeah. these nations begin to adopt that, long story short, I always had a hard time visualizing a one world government until I realized, no, it does. It just means one idea, one Marxist or communist idea or whatever, one form of law that all people subscribe to, yeah. all the countries subscribe to this theology or this thinking. And now when the World Health Organization or whatever puts out its report, all the nations follow. Then now you, you, there you have it. One world government. Yep. It's all we've already have all of the framework set with the united nations i mean don't you agree with that yes yes what else do you think about what he's saying about okay let me play the devil's advocate for a minute how is this one world or this sorry let's call it what he's calling it how is this globalist agenda for democracy a bad thing in your eyes like so he's making a claim it's actually a marxist totalitarian which is a total rule He's making this claim, but is it just a claim? What evidence do you see that can back that claim? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what laws or what what things have been passed in your lifetime or what have you seen nations do that gives him a justified reason to make that claim? Well, I mean, you almost pretty much laid it out. There, I mean... COVID was a, a great test run for Explain. them. Explain. I, I mean, I agree. You know I agree. But for the people, tell me what do you mean COVID was a test run? Well, what? they wanted to see who who's going to go along with this and who's not. The ones who, di who didn't go along with this, they already know that we're the ones that are going to cause issues the next go around. But because... The pandemic put a great chance for the globalists to see, okay, let's, let's tell them, let's all wear masks <laughs> and, and we'll see. Okay. Or, uh, okay, let's push this vaccine, which by the way, there's never, ever been a vaccine created before then that they pushed as hard as they pushed the covid vaccine yeah and that's a whole nother podcast but it ain't and, even technically a vaccine well it's a gene therapy i'm just you know. telling you what they say yeah i know media. i mean i know i, mean, I yeah. understand yeah. that um but you know those of us who stood up and said we're not taking this vaccine they know who we are you may think we're well there were one of maybe a couple million who refused but i was literally at the point because my job was going to mandate i get this or i take weekly covid tests that was they already had it lined out planned and then osha released saying we're not going to mandate this and so my my job backed off but i was ready to i was ready to leave i was prepared to leave my job because i was not I was not going to do that. And so kind of what you're saying is your first 
piece of evidence to show that this is not global democracy that they're after, but this is global control. Yes. Is what did they do when given an opportunity, like you said? Yep. When given an opportunity in the eyes of the world to begin to kind of let their true colors show yep. through the pandemic, what did they do? Did they implement global democracy and peace and freedom and protection of personal rights, or did they lock us down? And they locked that? us down. <laughs> they told us, hey, if you guys just do what we tell you to do for two weeks, this is going to be over. Straighten the curve. Straighten the curve. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got so tired of hearing that. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's not. So they. So that, so here's a, like the whole COVID era pandemic thing and what the government done is like a micro scale like you said, test run. A yes, test run. that's what they're doing. And we can look at it and see, oh, if we give them global control, this is what they'll do on a global scale with total authoritarianism, total totalitarianism. Yep. That uh, democracy is actually not in their heart. Private or individual rights is actually not in their heart. Their philosophy of life ruling over you is what's in their heart. That, yeah. You know, lock you down, put your mask on and stick this needle in you or go to prison. Tell me where democracy fits into that. Mm, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's not even in the like, definition. Yeah, it's not even in the definition. And really, really, the United States wasn't created to be just a democracy. It was what's called a democratic republic. A republic. Yeah. Uh, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. So we were actually a republic. And a republic, we were a democratic republic, which means as far as national laws and stuff like that and how did that stuff ever come to be there was a majority vote however the republic part is also very part because a very important part because a republic protects individual rights a republic says even if there's 51 percent vote on this issue you cannot enforce it on the 49 percent because it betrays their individual rights their yeah. individual right to worship the god of the bible their individual right to choose whether or not they get a vaccine. So we were a democratic republic. They've already kind of taken away the republic part. Yeah. And they're just like, no, now the majority is all that matters. And, but they still sort of paint democracy in that positive light, which democracy is a good thing when it comes to a lot of things, you know. Yeah. But we don't need to do it at the cost of individual rights. But yes, okay, so the COVID thing. Well, first of all, remind me what all happened during COVID. What all did they do? that well was new it was sort of groundbreaking like the essentials non-essential what yeah. i mean what what was the other things remind the people because man we're people with short-term memories you see what i'm saying yeah they may be sitting there kind of already forgot about some of them you know some of them oh i forgot about the essential non-essential oh i forgot yeah. that you couldn't drive on alabama public roads oh you know yeah so remind us kind of what was some of the steps they took well we can go there was a lot of steps that was taken I don't know if any of y'all remember. Well, I'd say uh, start listing them out because when you list them out and people get it all at once, they're like, oh, wow, yeah, that was a lot. One-way traffic in grocery stores? That was oh, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, see, I forgot about that one. You see what I'm saying? I forgot that. If you went to Walmart and then they make you wait in a line standing right next to people. For, uh, forever. Yeah, versus <laughs> letting you just go in the door. Now, if they wanted to let just a certain amount of people in, they could have just, all right, y'all go back to your cars. You know, they could do it like the restaurants did it. When you when your name's up, we'll page you. But regardless, so you so had one way traffic, one way traffic, and even that. I mean, I want to, I want to, I want you to list these out. But even that, it's almost like it's it's still like an experiment in a sense. If you looked at it from a the big view from up in the sky looking down, it's like how 
obedient will these people be i almost felt like we were rats in the lab <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah. we were rats in the lab of what? covid and the you know leaders using this so one-way traffic at walmart i never followed those arrows by the way i, I did didn't care either. where the arrow was pointing if i, I entered either. that aisle and the arrow was right all right but if i entered that arrow and the that aisle and the arrow was pointing against me didn't matter i needed something on that aisle i'm going to get that thing on that aisle and i'm going on it's not like i'm over there breathing coughing hacking on people i'm just trying to shop yeah and also man sometimes just carrying on with your daily life in spite of everything that's going around is what people need to see i mean they i didn't obey the walmart traffic law either you know the buggy (laughs) cart traffic law but and people thought i was doing it just to be a rebel no i'm not but i do want to be normal and set your mind free from this thing that you're buying into man that you know in other words set the rats free from the maze dude you know what i mean but yeah we were kind of like rats through this whole thing they were letting people into grocery stores we pick on walmart but they're real easy to pick on but it was just anywhere so there was still places in the public they were allowing you but then they weren't letting you in churches that's right. They were wanting you to gather in parking lots and listen to someone on a on a speaker from your car. But or, there was no or s- YouTube, like the stream right the, the streaming stream yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's very important to the human side of us for socials for to be socialized. You're not socializing if you're sitting in your car listening to a message or at your house. You're definitely not. At least you're not going out in public at all. Um, nursing homes they stopped letting you visit grandpa and that's terrible sad because the older generation they need that yeah i remember seeing pictures of elderly people putting their hand against the window and their grandkid out there putting their hand against the window yep those elderly people just literally dying to see family and and feel the social yes i was talking about this earlier too but Humans are so socially geared that if you do isolate us, we will paint faces on the wall and talk to it, yes. man. You know, we'll make a guy out of a volleyball like Tom Hanks did in the movie Wilson, you know, or no, a castaway. You know, we need, we need, we must have a social contact. Yeah. And they created a new concept and a new word. Nobody had ever heard of this thing called social distancing. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? So now, not only at church, but even at stores, wherever, they got a little circle. You stand in the circle. Yeah. Comply or get out. You know, it's compliance yeah. tests everywhere. You stand in the circle and they paint these, and people will quit talking to each other. Masks. What about masks? Masks didn't do anything anyways. Yeah. There's um, a lot of science that shows if anything made it worse. No, no. And I mean, I, I, we laugh, you know, but there was, there was people out there that were passing gas and people wearing masks were still smelling. He goes, if you can smell that, it ain't stopping nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's funny. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Well, the, the, the thing to me, if we step back and take a look at it and we're, there's still more to list plexiglass between you and every, yeah, that was next. Oh, and we were talking about this. So you got the masks on, then you got plexiglass between you. I rely. I didn't realize how much I relied on watching people's mouths to understand what was saying being said until you take that away. Yes. Okay. But you you made a point about the masks. 
mm. which is 100% dead on. People can look into it. It's pretty common knowledge now. Yeah. That those, those you know, those cheap masks that you get at Walmart or whatever don't stop nope. anything. Mm-mm. And they actually can increase your chance of infection because of just your own health and the health of your lungs and what yep. and but here's here's the thing though if we step back just pretend you're from another planet or something and you're really going to look at this global thing that has happened and say what re- what really happened here what really went on here i'm going to say if there was 10 steps or 10 measures taken to supposedly present, prevent the spread of covid i'm going to say 80% of them was actually psychologically designed yep they were breaking spot on social bonds, yeah, religious ch- church affiliations. That's actually what they were doing, because anyone with two cents of a brain can look. You got a plexiglass sheet in front of you that's two foot by two foot, and the store itself is a hundred thousand square feet of open air, and there's a fan, and every you know the air is circulating all yep. around this. But they put a barrier between me and you. They put a muzzle on our face and said, "Don't talk." You know, I mean, they divided us out. You're not essential. Can you imagine being one of them? You tell me, you tell me, I ain't essential. You see what I'm saying? They even created a new class of people. That goes beyond something like racism or whatever. And it's like, no, now we're dividing all out and we're literally calling this group of people the non-essential workers and this group are the essential workers. Oh, this is psychological effects is all I'm saying. Yeah, because everybody is essential in one way or another. Everybody is essential. I mean. And the non-essential people, this is something that a lot of people do not know, but I know it for a fact because I've still got the certified document to prove it that was sent to me from Montgomery. Yeah. That non-essential people for two weeks were not allowed to drive on Alabama state highways. Yep. And so, long story short, I'm just saying, I mean, there's still things that I want to talk about and still cover with this, but this, why have we drifted into the whole COVID thing? Well, because it is the proof of what really happens when you give people control. Yep. Democracy didn't happen. No. Totalitarianism happened. Authoritarianism happened. And when we look at you got to see there's an underlying spiritual thing that was pushing these people, a wicked thing. The measures were not actually doing anything to actually help human health. These were psychological yeah. controls. A lot of the measures had really nothing to do because, like we said, grocery stores, yeah, you got to go shopping, but they didn't do, I mean, if they really wanted to stop the spread, they needed to lock down. They yes. needed to make it different. They yeah, needed different. to change change the way those things happen. Yes. I mean, if it's seriously, if your ultimate concern is human health, then the people can stay in their car. You bring the buggy out, you load it in the trunk, and they go. Yeah. You know, there's it's it. there are ways to actually yeah. do it. If public health was really the concern, then you don't just close the doors on the church. You close it on the stores. You yeah. close it on You close it on the big box stores, especially because they're getting thousands of people in foot traffic a day. But don't, don't close the store because money is more important than public health. It just proves to me that when we really, really, really look at these things, these the plexiglass wasn't helping people not get, you know, infected or whatever. The masks actually, actually wasn't helping people get infected. Dividing them out and essential, non-essential wasn't helping people with, you know, to not get infected or whatever. But what it was then was planting psychological barriers or new ways of thinking. And it was like programming the people. Yep. 
Not to mention the news feed constantly. New cases, new deaths. No, just oh, constant, gosh. constant, constantly there. I quit watching all media in 2020. And honestly, and I'm just being completely honest here, I did not even start reading any of the news, actually reading it. I was seeing headlines, but I just, headlines come and go. You can, you don't, if you don't read into that, that headline, if you don't dwell on that headline, it's not going to bother you. Until we started doing this, I hadn't been reading articles or really digging into it, and I'm still not immersing myself in this. I'm, I find the subject that I need. I read it. I study it. I look up the stuff enough to get the the research that I need for us to be able to do this. But I mm-hmm. still, because mm-hmm. in I'm 2020, I was literally, I'm not exaggerating, I was physically sick. From the constant, and I mean, it's just constant. It was either the presidential election oh, goodness, or man. it was COVID. It was both, and there was nothing else. There was absolutely nothing else. Now, news cycles kind of getting back to a, a norm. I hate even calling this normal, but you hear about the shootings mm-hmm. and the house fires and the car accidents again. That stuff did not exist for almost three years. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of sorry, but not really, that we have drifted into this COVID thing. But it's so important, too, because, Alan, we need, the people need, the people of the world. I mean, America was not the only country no. that went through this. No. And world citizens, we need to take time. To examine and analyze and remember what happened yeah. over the last three years. There is nothing like it in all of human history. No. Nothing. And you can see, if you have any eyes to see at all, you can see what what will happen if we lose our individual liberty. What will happen? And you will be a prisoner of the state even if you're sitting in your home. Yep. You may not be in a jail. But we were prisoners of the state. Yeah, yeah and I want y'all to understand. I, I, I'm going to go off what Stephen said. I hate that we drifted into this COVID thing. But this COVID thing, that it, was, the that was yes. like I said, to begin with, it's a test run. It was who's going to bow and follow these ridiculous rules. Yeah. And who's when, gonna, and they know that you can look at it and see it's ridiculous, but you still better comply. You know, yeah. yeah. Who's gonna bow? And yeah, I can't tell you how many people you sh- <laughs> you should wear a mask. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, and and the reason that we got into the COVID thing is because it was an unprecedented event around the world. Not that there was a pandemic, but how the governments of the world handled that pandemic had never before been seen. And it was being disseminated from the top from this thing we call the World Health Organization, yep. which outwardly sounds like, oh, good, we got a World Health Organization. They're looking out for the best interests of people's health around the world. No, actually, it's being used as a tool for globalism. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And the same with anything with the name world in the title. Watch out. Yeah, you better watch out. Yeah. World Economic Forum. Oh, good. We got some a group of really intelligent people looking out for the economic interests of the whole world. No, they're not. It's those guys that said, let's go there now. 
Yep. You're going to own nothing and be happy. That's their goal. See, I don't, I don't understand. I don't see how that's going to happen in my mind. Well, because you were Alabama hard. American, well, bro. <laughs> well, but I don't go to work every day for somebody else. I go, oh, I go there for my family. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 we own our house, our vehicles, our mm-hmm. land. No, 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 I'm happy. And I don't have a an abundance of land. I don't have the highest tech cars. I don't even have the nicest house, but it's mine mm-hmm. and I'm happy. Right now they can't take it from me. Mm-hmm. So if 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 we don't own nothing and we're happy, I I just don't Well, you don't see it because like I said, you're an Alabamian. I guess, you know, with this next generation is being programmed to think and adopt and accept this globalist philosophy of the state as my caretaker. Right. And I don't have to, you know, oh, I don't have to worry about maintenance. I don't have to worry about any debts. I don't have to worry about anything. I just have to go to work and play my little part and then come home and plug in my screen to my eyes and, you know, and just basically be a robot. You know, I mean, if you look at, again, more proof of a dystopian future ahead of us is if you look at some of the city plans, these, this, what they're calling the city builders of the future, look at what kind of cities do they have in mind for our future? And basically, okay. So they create these animated, simulations to show oh the grandeur and the efficiency and the productivity and the sustainability of these great cities but let me tell you something in these animations they put little people walking around in these cities have you heard of it's 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 called like mirror city they're talking about building in uh i wouldn't say egypt yes i have it's like a it's like a 400 billion dollar project it's a city it's supposed to be like 20 miles long in a straight line with walls that are mirrored so that it's the least environmental impact and looking at it from a distance you can't even see that it's there you need to watch it it's on youtube i mean they've actually already started breaking ground on this Mm. thing okay but in the animation it's actually very interesting very cool looking even i mean however there's again (laughs) this agenda behind it but in the animation it shows what they're planning to build you know something like 40 stories tall so many miles long uh 900 feet wide supposed to be a city that can where like a quarter of a million people can live without ever even having to leave no one will have a vehicle there's conveyors and escalators and everything to get you everywhere people walk everywhere it's 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 kind of amazing however you if you took all the little people walking around in the simulation and turned them into little star wars robots that's actually what's yeah you know what i'm saying if you saw it like that you'd be like oh drones drones Drones. Yeah. Oh, they're that's oh a city you never have to leave. Oh, oh, oh no, wait. It's a city you can't leave because you're in prison. Yeah. You can't. You don't even have a car to get anywhere if you wanted to go because they've taken away all of those things that American ingenuity, so to speak, and drive and seeing a need and you know the ability to invent and all this kind of stuff. They've taken all that away, and you're essentially a prisoner of the state. But it's this, uh, I wish I could remember the name of this book. There's two famous books. One is the 1984 uh, Orwellian. What is that? What's that book called? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. My friends are going to be like, I can't believe you lost the name of that book. Anyway, <laughs> another. so one book, 
visualized a future where humanity was imprisoned by a dictatorial totalitarian government, which is what this yep. is, and it's happening. But another book envisioned the future of humanity imprisoned by convenience. Both are coming together. Yeah. In other words, for the sake of convenience, they'll, they'll do exactly what he said. They'll give up. their. They won't own nothing, but you won't have to. We'll provide. We'll manage. We'll ration the food. We'll clean the water. We'll clean the air. And so there, we are willfully marching in to this totalitarianism government under the name of convenience and peace and security, and we won't have to worry about war and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've rambled on forever, but dude, the truth of this is everywhere Yeah, for people that have eyes to see. Um, how long have we been talking? Goodness, forty minutes. But I still want to talk about Pat, the, this. And you, you take or no? Sorry, where did it go? Delusion two is going to be right here. You want to at least get started on that or no? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I'd love for you to, but I'd want to, if you can talk about it as much as you know because I feel like I have just totally dominated the conversation. And I hate doing that. It's the preacher in me, man. Well, and then not only that, you've. I've been looking. At You've this been stuff looking for at this stuff time. for a long time. That's yeah. why when I found this, I really wanted to cover it because I was like, "Stephen's gonna, yeah, he's gonna want he." <laughs> yeah, honestly, is- I could keep going on that, but I'm like, they've heard enough of me right now. They've heard enough about that. Um, but it's certainly everywhere out there. People need to do some research. That video he's talking about, I seen the same video. It really did say that by 2030 that you will own nothing. You'll be a, you know. One of their little drones, and you'll be happy. All right, let's look at the next one, because the next one is at our doorstep, man. Or at least introduce it to us, and then we may close for now and get into our Bible study. Okay. So, delusion number two. Digital currencies will be advantageous. It says, 10 nations have already implemented digital currencies with another 100 Considering such a move, many predict that a central bank digital currency, CBDC, will arrive in America during 2023. We're in 2023. Yes. When you said right at your doorstep. Yeah. We're already. Yeah. During their initial appearing, the elite will showcase the advantages of CBDCs they will increase the speed and accuracy of electronic financial transactions and provide much improved protection against fraud. Many will welcome the introduction of CBDC, especially during its initial and perhaps limited impl- implanate <laughs> all day I've been doing this. <laughs> it's okay, man. So when they implement it, yes. we'll say that. Implementation. Implementation. See, it's easier when you say it first. <laughs> uh, it may seem like using a debit card. However, there's a huge downside to CBDCs via their programmable feature. This will not only give the state access to all your financial transactions, but also enable it perhaps at a later date to penalize people for spending their allotted funds in socially unacceptable ways. Yes. The CBDCs are a trap. Many who bemoan the idea of a 
totalitarian state will find themselves subjected to one against their will as they discover far too late that a future government entity decides the amount of funds available to them and prescribes how they spend them. Yes. What's your thoughts on it? I'm going to steal your article for just a second because I want to go back and pull and highlight something here. Well, my thought. Putting the government in control of funds. If you just look at the way the government's already controlled funds, it hasn't turned out good. So they want to go ahead and control yours, too. Um. And socially unacceptable. Okay. This is scary. Because the way society is going, a lot of the stuff I like to do socially, you know, go to the shooting range, go ride ATVs, stuff like that. So if they don't think that's acceptable socially... I'm going to be penalized for purchasing this stuff or purchasing any amount of thing. Like it's, it's scary if you sit and think about it because what they look at as social, social, socially acceptable. Yeah. Who defines that? Yeah them <laughs> that, exactly that's what i'm saying yeah is yeah they define they get to define what's socially acceptable like what, okay they're gonna allow me gas to go to work are they gonna allow me gas to go to church that's what i'm saying because to them that's not it's a it's in, in their mind there that would be because we got to also keep in mind that behind every bit of this one point that he did not cover is there's an underlying concept of all of this stuff that we have to protect earth and the environment and global warming and all of this kind of stuff so this branches out into a lot of areas but they would say yeah that's unnecessary driving yep it's unnecessary that's a harmful impact upon what they call mother earth which by the way earth is not our mother but that's a harmful impact on mother earth and you shouldn't be doing it. that's socially unacceptable but let me tell you something else. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stayed standing at the tower or at the image in uh, Daniel, in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, that was yeah. socially unacceptable behavior. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Everybody else is bowing. You bow. They didn't bow. Oh, that's socially unacceptable. So nowadays, here's the thing. Because in some sense, you'd say, well, the world has at least kind of grown in their understanding enough to just not throw everybody in a fiery furnace. Oh, but wait, we will cut your bank account. Yeah. And in everybody's eyes, that's justifiable. They're not going to. They're not going to fund. You're an American terrorist now, or you yeah. know, you're you're a terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist. You're this. You're, we're not going to fund. We're not going to fund and allow you to have funds of terrorism. The the Canadian trucker strike is a great example of mm-hmm. this right here. Where yep. they already started doing that very stuff, cutting. Well, along with the digital currency, is coming something that they call a digital identity. Your digital identity, and the way to think about a digital identity is this: the government does not actually know you other than through the digital world the world of what used to be paperwork is now all digitized you know we don't send letters in the mail anymore we send it in the email so that's in other words in the government's mind there's the actual island that exists in human flesh but then there's the island that we know of 
that we can open on the computer and they look at this file as this is you even though it's actually just a digital you digitally it tells them where you work how much you make you know where you live where you drive all this kind of stuff so it's your digital profile and to the government's eyes that's you they know you by a number they know you as a number yeah you see what i'm saying now when you take your digital digital identity that the government knows and you add your finances to that and then you give them control of it that's exactly what this digital currency is going to do and one more point and this is the reason i stole your article the elite will showcase the advantages of central banking digital currencies what does he mean by that oh digital currency will increase the speed and accuracy of electronic transactions you know that is a good thing yeah it is we would all love to be able to go to walmart get your buggy full walk straight out not have to stand in no line yeah you see what i'm saying you just walk by and beep, you're you paid you're gone you don't nothing nothing else has to happen well there's more things than this here but i wanted to say this is where the deception lies you know so it's going to increase the speed of and accuracy of financial transactions Provide improved protection against fraud. That's true. It will do that. Yeah. In other words, lower or even eliminate identity theft. You see what I'm saying? And that's how they're selling it to you. That's what I'm saying. Because who doesn't want to have to not worry about your your identity theft? Here's the thing. The central banking... Even this idea of world peace, world government, it's actually a good idea in the in the wisdom of the world. It's like, yeah, I wish we could have that. But the truth is we can't because men's hearts is sinful. And, um, uh, you know, sin will do what it always does, and it'll try and corrupt the positions of power. You know, Satan will do that. And so with the, with the central bank and digital currency, before we move on, we'll probably even come back and start on this with the next episode. But I wanted to make a point. It's going to be an easy sell to the public. Yeah. We're going to put an end to identity theft. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. I'm speaking for them. We're going to put an end to identity theft. We're going to speed up, expedite your whole shopping process. You won't have to carry cash anymore. You won't even have to stand in line. You can just walk by this thing and it beep, and you're good and you're clear and you're gone. You also don't even have to have physical receipt because that receipt will automatically be stamped to your digital identity account, whatever. We're going to put an end to the black market. Which would be... Great. Yeah, I mean, great. Great. Really? Nobody uses debit cards for buying a quarter bag of wheat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. They're they using don't. cash. Okay. <laughs> They're using cash to buy their drugs. Yep. The drug dealers deal in cash. We can put an end to that. The moment that the whole country goes to a central digital currency and says no more cash, I guarantee you. That will be the lowest sales and drugs that we've seen in 100 years Mm -hmm. because they can't hide that anymore. And so it sounds great. Oh, we can put an end to the black market. We can even put an end to tax fraud. Yep. Because how many billions, perhaps, dollars worth of transactions happen from person to person all over the nation all year long that don't actually get documented because nobody knows that it happened. Because he just went, you know, Bill went over to Joe's house, paid him $700 for a go-kart. Joe never reported that money. 
Hmm. Bill was like, don't worry about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to file none of this on taxes. And so how many billions of dollars do we have going untaxed in transactions that's happening in the underground, you know, black market drugs, all this kind of stuff, and then even just day to day. And so what if they say, look, digital currency will get America out of debt. It will literally save us from this huge economic disaster that we're, we have created for ourselves. If we go cashless and go to a digital currency, we will save so many billions of dollars a year. And over the next 10 years, America will actually get out of debt by this. In other words, this is that great. Yeah. That's, what that's what I'm saying. That is what they are going to say. And it's going to be believable because it's going to be demonstrated demonstrable they'll be able to demonstrate and show mathematically look it's 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 a no-brainer and it is a no-brainer unless you're saved and you have the spirit of god in you that's saying oh hold back yes so now let me ask you a question what do you think is going to happen alan if they tell you that look we're soft we're solving all of these problems by digitizing currency so that we can manage and monitor every single transaction carried on across the whole state They'll say, for the sake of taxes, for the sake of ending drugs. But we're still managing and monitoring every transaction. What do you think they're going to say to you when you say, I'm not doing that? I'm not going with this digital currency. Well, we're already marked. That's right. You know, they already know. But I guess they're going to, I mean, it doesn't matter what you threaten me with. I don't. don't, Yeah, but I mean, mm. the point is, they are going to try their best to force this upon you. They are. And they will successfully force it, and this is how. As soon as they, your bank is going to go right along with this. They have to. Yep. This is coming from the New York Federal Reserve top down. Okay, so your bank must go this route to even stay in business. Yeah. And then, when they say, you know, nope, stores and people, well, they were not going to cash your check. They're not going to have cash to give you for your check. Right. You can deposit your check. But you can't cash. You can't convert it into cash anymore. So they will force you to either go with this or not. Yeah. And it's going to do, like I was talking about earlier with with Daniel and this law that was created to trap Daniel, to yep. force him to break a law because he had to for his sake of, you know, he's a praying man. Right. They're going to entrap us with this. I really believe that. I'm not yeah. saying, let me be careful. I'm not saying... Although I would be scared to death of it. I am not saying that a central banking digital currency in and of itself is the mark. I'm not saying that. However, what does the Bible say about the mark? What what does it say? That you can't buy or sell. Yeah, can't buy or sell. Without it. That's it. <laughs> so it may so, not be the mark, but it may it, be a piece. It is so close yes, yes. that it is going to be almost indistinguishable from what a mark would be. But let me point something out. Human race, the peop they they may might make everything digital, but they're gonna figure out a way. Oh yeah, there might you be know, underground. Tried, <laughs> how many times have they changed our money, our bills, to make them where they're not? Um, you can't counterfeit them. Counterfeit. Yeah, but they've always figured out a way i mean there's still counterfeit money out there if there wasn't then you wouldn't have to have them with that pin at the store or every time Mm. you buy something and then that makes you feel terrible like look i I just come from the bank with that cash i did not launder that yeah yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, they, but yeah, you didn't counterfeit. They're that. gonna figure out a way. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any foolproof plan. And I mean, there's not. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you part of the reason why. They used to say this when I was growing up, but they were saying it wrong. They would always say you can't buy, sell, or trade. That's not true. That's not what the Bible says. No. The Bible says buy or sell, which is a transaction of currency. Yep. You trade. You can trade. I mean, man, you can. Well, we can still. No matter what they do, they cannot prevent the or cannot eliminate the fact that we're holding a real object, not a digital object. Right. And I can trade. And ammo may be become currency. It is. You know what I mean. And that's Food what I was just become. getting ready to say. All right. So me and you aren't into drugs or alcohol, but you could have a moonshiner right here, yeah, and a true. and a, a a meth maker over here. <laughs> well, okay. How about a pint of that moonshine for this? Yeah. And then that guy may not even do drugs, and he could take them drugs, and then he could say, go to the next person and say, "Hey, I know you like this stuff, and it looks like you've got about five gallons of gas over there. Yes. How about we make a trade? Oh, yeah, you yes. know." I'm just telling you that I do believe 100% that that is how Christian people who who do take stands against sister will will kind of make it is at least within themselves there will be a network of trade and stuff like that you know where they say well we can't deal in cash anymore but I know that you need some corn and I need some of that okra you got over there. I mean there really is already mm-hmm. I mean but we, I mean, we can we can bring it to a close because we've been talking for an hour. However, there, I mean, we can deny this. We can be an ostrich and stick our head in the sand all we want to. But I know for a fact because I read it on the New York Federal Reserve website, which is the most powerful bank in all of the world. It is the head bank of the twelve reserve banks scattered across the United States. I read it on their website that since November 15th, they have been experimenting in exactly what this guy says. They're yep. testing how to implement the digital central banking currency in the United States by this year, if possible. Yep. But they did say definitely within the next five years. And so they've been running this study, this test, to learn what steps they must take to make this a smooth transition for companies and for businesses and for the IRS and for the federal government and all that. But we can ignore it all we want to. But I'm telling you, it's as sure as – I mean, it's as clear as nose on my face that within yep. five years, my friends, our world's going to be turned upside down. If you're going to – I mean, I don't – you know, where exactly are we going to all fall? There needs to be some prayer and some study yep. and some real examination. But we're we're gonna have to make life changing decisions very soon. Yeah, you know, really. It, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's terrifying in a sense uh, if we really stop and think about. It. But there's no doubt in my mind that that's gonna happen. We live in that generation, Alan. Yeah. We need to get. I mean, this podcast matters. Yeah, it matters. If only twenty people watch it or whatever, the stuff that we're talking about. We need to, you and I. We I mean we got to be we got to be serious about it because yeah. it really is on our doorstep. You know what I'm saying? And we really talked is. about that when we talked about starting this yes. podcast. Yes. There's there's a, there's an importance for this to be out there. Mm-hmm. They need to know. There's a lot of people that they just they don't want to know. They don't want to look it up. But it's mm-hmm. it's important to know. And there's some people that do know that may feel alone. You're not alone. No, no, there's, you're not. there's a lot of us out here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of folks in Alabama, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of us out here, man. And, um, w- you know, we're not alone at any time. We have Christ with us at all times. But it is also the word of God, the word of Christ that warned us about this. Yeah. 
and told us to be prepared and be yep. watching all that. And so yep. it is, it's very important. And man, the digital banking thing, I'm telling you, it, I, I, we need to do a show on it, but next time we need to carry on because the vaccine yeah. passports is huge. All, yeah. all of these things yeah. are huge. And let me tell you, we're, we're definitely, obviously a part two is coming. And if I had to guess, if we break down the rest, like it's going to be, right. this may end up being a four parter, <laughs> but let y'all, Stick around till the end because I promise the end of this article will give you hope. And there's always hope right here. There's hope in oh, yes, in the yes, word yes. of God. I mean this stuff is gonna get bad, but it won't get to its absolute worst. We may not even have to see it at its absolute worst. Yeah, yeah, we may not. You know. Yeah, and, yeah, you, you you're right. I, I don't it's not a hope we're not a hopeless people. No. We're not no. in a hopeless situation. No. no, the real heart cry is just to say Start praying, guys. Yeah. Get in the word. Get it's not word. about I'm not a doomsday prepper or whatever no. they call it. It's not about that. Sure, if you want to put some food back in the cellar or whatever, that's just that's just human that's, history. That's We've done smart. that for thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, tw- uh, t- twenty twelve when the tornadoes yeah. come through. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, twenty eleven. Uh it was a whole week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An entire week. We had no power. You couldn't there was a lot of the community helping out you could get food you get mm-hmm. hot meals there's people donating hot showers there was trailers out there with showers you could go to a shower and and uh luckily us here in alabama we live close enough to tennessee and georgia from where our location that we could um we could get gas mm-hmm. i mean it cost gas to go get gas because you were having to go over there but there's gonna come a time I mean, we were just lucky that Alabama was, I don't want to say lucky, Alabama was the only one of us that was hit as hard as it was here. I know Mississippi was hit pretty good. I think it was worse in Alabama than anywhere else. But uh, the states of Georgia and Tennessee, they really helped out mm-hmm. because of how close we, in our location, how close well, we Well, it's, you know, for the few thousand years of human history, we store less food than they ever did. They always kept six months of food in the cellar. You know, that was how they oh, survived. Man. And so grandma and grandpa, great grandma, yeah. great grandpa, they canned everything mm. and they keep it in their storm shelters because it's underground. Yeah. And it, it stays a constant temperature down there. I mean, but anyways, that's yeah, going to. Yeah. What I'm getting at is I, I, that, I'm not really saying, oh, this is going to be just terrible and harsh and hopeless for all of us. No, what I'm really saying is it's just what I said today. Encourage yourself. In other words, you know, Strengthen yourself in the inner man through prayer, through study, through understanding, because it's obvious in the Bible there are many that escape yeah. the, the yeah, wrath of is. Satan, so to speak. And if you stick around, actually, it it talks about that. You know, there's going to be some of this stuff that we're covering is going to be really bad for those in certain places that don't and, get called home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's in the article and it's happening. It says it right here slowly, but surely it's like, it's not going to hit. Some of it might hit and hit kind of sudden, you know, like when they shut us down for the pandemic, it was sudden bam. But this stuff, January, we'd never even heard of it by March. By March we was in trouble. Yeah. I think it was March 10th or 12th. Something. I remember, (laughs) I remember getting, seeing the article pop up. I was at a birthday party and I guess I remember that because that was the day everything changed. Mm-hmm. Kids never went back to school. Yeah, I mean, my kids are homeschooled now. Mm-hmm. 
that ain't nothing stopping me from educating my kids anymore. Right, yeah. But what I'm saying is your job changed, your your church changed, your lives changed, everything changed. Everything yeah. that we knew. Yes, and and all we was getting at today, and we're going to yeah, it's probably going to be three or four parts. Yeah, that's what I'm it's going to happen again. It, it like the change is about to it's going to happen again when this digital currency or this vaccine passport thing becomes a to fruition. It will change again, even if you go along with it. It's going to change. We've never lived in a cashless society. No, no. I mean, the nature of our world is a very fast changing thing, and the you know the ultimate point behind we're doing this podcast is to point out that these changes have Christian implications. That's the ultimate point is that we have to be uh, – well, there's a verse in the Bible. I wish I could quote it. I was going to look it up, but I was thinking I can't remember where it is because now I use a digital Bible. <laughs> and so I can just <laughs> word search, and I can't remember yep. where anything's located anymore. But it says that it's high time to awake to righteousness or whatever, for the days are short and evil. And it says, you know, redeem the time. And you can look up those key words and find the verse. But that's kind of what we're saying is our time – our time of the freedoms that we have currently had to do this kind of stuff is limited. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of time for us to, well, like it says, awake to the truth of this yeah. and the days are short and the days are evil and, and we need each other, man, and we need to be encouraged by things like this and we need to hear people that's kind of giving us the truth of the spiritual undertones of what's really happening in the world. And so I'm thankful that we have this platform available yeah. still. I'm thankful for you that you uh, brought this article to my attention and also i'm you know it's you're right stay tuned there's hope yeah there's hope and so we'll we'll cut it off for there and that are there for now and we'll come back uh, in a week and do part two of this and we're about to go on to our bible study one so if you're hearing this one me and alan also do a yep. bible study called by the book we're about to upload or record episode two today and we'll have it uploaded pretty soon you can also check us out on remnantpodcast.net uh, remnant podcast on youtube remnant podcast on odyssey and then there's a whole lot of audio platforms that we're also yep. on. I can't even list them all. Yep. So really, remnantpodcast.net will kind of direct you to any format that you want to view or listen or whatever. One-stop so, shop. Yeah, it's a one-stop shop. Yeah, I like that. One-stop yeah. shop. Everything is there. The audio versions only is there. The video versions is there. Even other resources are there, perhaps links to things that we've talked about. So visit there. And I'm done. You done? You good? Yeah, we're good. All right. We'll see you next time.